Lord, in the a word, let's just go before him this morning. Father, we thank you that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And so, Lord, we invite you to move by your spirit. We invite you, Lord God, to have your way. Lord, you love our families more than we love them. It is your desire that none perish, but that all be saved. And so, Lord, we're asking and we're crying out to you, to Lord, to save our sons, to save our daughters, to save our aunts, save our uncles, to save our relatives, Lord God, save our parents, God. We're asking you, Lord, to do what we cannot do. God, you do the part. We do our part and invite. Lord, may you do your part. May you cause a mighty anointing and may you bring, uh, cause people to come to know you. We thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, bless our endeavor. Bless those who will be preparing food. Bless those who will be cooking. Bless all those, Lord, who will have a part in this. And we pray that, Lord, as we do it as unto the Lord, may you be honored and may you be glorified. Now, Lord, this morning, I'm asking you to speak through me. Give us ears to hear. Use us today what you want to do, Lord God. I just believe in my heart, Lord, you've given me a word already. Now, God, today I, I surrender to you. I yield to you. Have your way in this place. And all God's people said, come on, let's thank God together. Amen. I have this other mic on my own. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Let's thank God once again. Our musicians always do a great job. Amen. Amen. This is going to be different this morning. Um, you know, there's times when the Lord deals with you about something, and and um, I, I've been in the Lord 38 years. I've never heard a sermon preached on what I'm going to preach on this morning. Never did. And uh, it's one of the things that I rarely hear people discuss and I realize that sometimes even as a church if we're not careful we can conform to the culture and our values and our views especially regarding certain people groups and um, I've wrestled with this word because at first I was going to talk to you about how do we care for the elderly but that that title just didn't fit uh, first of all some of our folks today saying nobody <laughs> Most most people, as they grow older, they don't want to be considered elderly, so that didn't fit. But but um, but I realize that there's a challenge. It is said that 20 million Americans today are taking care of their elderly parents. Let me just see how many of you in here either have taken care of or currently you're taking care of uh, an elderly parent or grandparent. Just raise your hand. Just uh, just hold your hand up high. Just uh, so that's many of us right here. Secondly, what a lot of us don't realize is that uh, America is changing drastically. How many of you know that the fastest growing population right now in America is those that are 80 and older? Because of breakthroughs in technology and health, we have a, 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 people are living longer. How do with that is bringing great challenges? And one of the things the church has to ask is, 
How do we address this as the body of Christ? And how do we care for the people? Because first of all, I, I, when I study and open up the word of God, I discover that God has a, a special concern for elderly, especially the widow and the orphan. Do you realize that there's so many scriptures? The Bible says he's a God, he's a father to the father, and he's married to the widow. And all throughout the scripture, God says he's a defender of the widow. And uh, But... So I, I started to tell this, how do we care for the fathers and widows? And that didn't really fit. And, uh, but I just, for the lack of uh, knowing what to put, I just put that. But if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 5. And I want to I speak to you this morning. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you a principle that the Lord shared with me. And I know some of our elderly can appreciate appreciate this. Some of you that's familiar with the Bible, remember there was a king by the name of Solomon, and uh, he was considered one of the wisest uh, in his day, and he, when he was a young boy, he asked God, God said, ask Solomon whatever you want, and I'll give it to you, and he said, uh, Solomon didn't ask for riches, he didn't ask for his enemies, he asked for wisdom, and because he asked for wisdom, God granted him, and God granted him riches and and everything and so forth. And uh, he became one of the mightiest and uh, greatest leaders of Israel. But he had a son named Rehoboam. And in 1 Kings, it tells us this about Rehoboam. When Rehoboam became king, the people came to him or the elders came to him and said, listen, if you will listen to us and you obey us, then you know what? You're gonna, your kingdom will last and you're going to enjoy uh, uh, the rule just like your father did. But it goes on to say, but Rehoboam did not, he rejected the counsel of the elderly. And he listened to the young. And as a result of not giving heed to the elderly, God says because he rejected the counsel of the elderly, God split the kingdom and it became a divided kingdom from that day forward. And the Lord just gave me an analogy today and said that much of the church is divided. And sometimes we're divided because we have sometimes rejected the wisdom of the elderly. And so I want to first of all start out by saying to this as a pastor. Uh, you know, sometimes our culture focus on as a church in the church world, we, you know, everything today in our culture focus on youth and young people. And I thank God for youth and young people. How many understand that? But how many you know that God doesn't throw away the elderly? Can I have an amen? And how many you know that the Bible tells us just the opposite, that we're to honor them, esteem them, and, and respect them and acknowledge them? And I want you to know that sometimes in the church, we, don't, we have not done that. And I want to tell you, first of all, as a pastor, and I want to ask your forgiveness because you know what I acknowledge and I've realized that there were areas in my life where sometimes I was conforming to the culture rather than conforming to the word of God and as I began to study and look at what God had to say about it God had to adjust some of my thinking and uh, and so this morning before we end we're going to do something different in here Many of you know the story that when Elisha died, how many of there was still anointing in his life? And uh, when they put him in the tomb, you know, he died with some stuff still on the inside of him. 
And many of you know that, that when, 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 when uh, they put him in a tomb, this, the, there was some band of raiders that was coming, and, the, and it was getting ready to bury another man. They threw him on the body of Elijah, but because there was still anointing on him, that, that when he touched the body of Elijah, he raised from the dead. The Lord just told me, you know what, that God was saying, you know, there's some elderly here, and he don't want you to die with the anointing still on the inside of you. Can I have an amen? Come on, come on. Let, I, I believe that there's some things, in, but in order for that to happen, we're going to have to readjust our thinking and readjust our mind. And so I'm going to actually, you know, we have some, some, some uh, they don't, you know, this generation, it said elderly, they don't even be called that word anymore. But we have some seniors, some matured saints. Is that a better word? Seasoned saints. And, uh, and I believe that they have an impartation. I believe that there's, there's some anointing that, and I'm going to ask them after this service to come up. And I just want them to begin to lay hands on, on us and pray that there'll be a transference of the anointing and the importation of the Spirit. Can y'all receive that? Amen. I just believe, you know, come on, let's thank God for that. Yes. The Bible says in Psalm 146, I'm getting it to 1 Timothy, it says, The Lord watches over the aliens and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. In the Bible days, the widows and the fathers were often the most vulnerable in their society. And you know, sometimes when we marginalize or we sometimes don't esteem, isn't it amazing the people that sometimes we lightly esteem is the people God highly esteems? I was reading an article about Hurricane Katrina. You know that in, when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, it believed that only 11.7% of the population that was there in the city was the elderly. But if you know those who died, 74% of those who died in Katrina were the elderly. Now listen, and 80% of them were a part of some church. And it, it's, it reminds us that sometimes as a church, we can lose sight and not take care of the people who God has commanded us to take care of. Can I have an amen? James 1.27 says it this way. Pure religion, undefiled before God, the Father is to visit the fatherless and the widow in their affliction and keep oneself unspotted from this world. In other words, God says one evidence that you're practicing true religion is that you have a heart for the fatherless and the widow. Now listen to me. I, as we've been doing a series on fighting for the family, the Lord began to address me and begin to say, listen, if you're going to fight for the family, you can't leave out the fatherless and the widow. Can I have an amen? And if we're going to learn to really fight for our families, we're going to have to once again esteem what God esteems. We're going to have to once again honor what God's honor and once again respect what God respects. And so I, I ask myself the question, um, what, what is the church's role in helping and encouraging and even releasing into ministry those who are, who are growing older? This message probably was first birthed in me probably about 15 years ago on one of my first trips to Africa. 
And sometimes we forget when God's trying to speak to you. But I was on my way to Africa, and just so happened on that plane, when we were flying from, from the States to, to London, there were a, a, a whole group of senior citizens. And just so happened, one of the ladies who sat next to me, she began to ask me, well, where are you going? I told her, well, I'm getting ready to go to Africa, going on a missions trip. And she began to say, oh, that's so wonderful. And she began to tell me a little bit about herself. She was from, from Houston, Texas. And she said, you know what, here's, here's the thing. She said, I've served God my whole life. She said, you know what, but my home church, they no longer appreciate us as the, old, as the elderly in our church. She said, you know, I, I go to Sunday school, but I don't even go to the church service. And she went on to say how, you know, she said it didn't change everything and, and they don't think that we have a place in the church anymore. And when I told her I was a pastor, she said, well, young man, I, I hope you don't make that same mistake that our pastor is making. And that you realize that we still have something to share. And that we're still important. And that we, are still, we still have a part to play. That was about 15 years ago, and I guess I, 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 God has a perfect timing, but it's for today. Can I have an amen? And so I want to I talk to you from 1 Timothy chapter 5, and I want to read verses 1 through 8, and I want to speak to you out of these verses. And I, I believe this applies to every one of us because... Um, whether you're caring for the elder, the reality, if you live long enough, you're going to eventually be, a, be one of them. Can I have an amen? But I'm reading 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. It says, never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would your own father. Talk to the younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat the older women as you would your mother. And treat the younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. Take care of any widow. It says, take care of any widow who has no one else to take care of her. Put the next few verses up there. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and to repay their parents for taking care of them. You need to underline that voice for many of us. Because one of the indictments against America is, is so many of the people who shouldn't be in homes and nursing places and senior citizens, but often are put there because we don't take care of our biblical responsibility. This is something that pleases God. Now, a true widow is a woman who is truly alone in this world, has placed her hope in God. She is spiritually dead, asking God for his help. But the widow who lives only for pleasure is spiritually dead even while she lives. Give these instructions to the church so that no one will be open to criticism. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than an unbeliever. Did y'all hear that? That that's in your Bible? That God is saying that, listen, 
God's going to one day judge us on how we handle often what the world often calls those who are vulnerable in our society. God not only says you know, one day held, he said that if we say we got faith, but we don't even take care of our own, God says we have denied the faith and we're worse than an unbeliever. And so I want to share with you three, four things that, that the Lord spoke to me from this scripture. And then, then I'm going to invite some of our seniors to come up here and I want to pray for and I'm going to ask them to pray for us. Can I have an amen? The first thing the Lord, the word of God tells us is that we must respect those who are growing older. Come on, say respect. You know, one of the things I talked about last Sunday on Father's Day is the principle of honor. The Bible says we're to honor the widows who are really widows. In other words, it says never speak harshly to them. One version in the message Bible says don't be harsh or impatient. With them. Anybody got any elderly parents uh, beside me or any, anybody that you ever sometimes get impatient with? <laughs> we live in a culture, listen to me, you got to understand, we live in a culture that often dishonors what God honors. God honors those who are elderly. You know, there was a day I can remember when we were growing up especially. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be 57, but I know this generation know nothing about it. But uh, the, there was an older generation that taught you that, you know what, when an elder person come in the room, you stand up. You're to always respect them. You're, you're to, you know, you're, you're to open the door for them. You're to lead the way. You know, isn't it amazing that sometimes you, you can see people walking in church and young people run right ahead of them and think nothing about opening the door for them. But because we have lost the principle of honoring them and respecting those who are older. Yet God says we're to respect them. Listen to what it says in the, in the uh, Leviticus. Rise in the presence of the age and show respect for the elderly and revere your God. I am the Lord. The King James said you shall rise before the gray head and honor the presence of of an old man. See, I got gray hair. Y'all was supposed to stand up on that. <laughs> but listen to me. The question we need to, how do we respect our elders? One of the ways we respect them is by listening to the wisdom and the experience of the elderly. How do you know because they've lived longer than you, they got something to share? Can I have an Amen. Now listen, just because a person is old don't mean they have wisdom. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. But if a person is in the Lord, I, you understand, if a person has, is in the Lord, how many you know, I'm telling you, the Bible tells us that we need to give them honor and respect. Can I have an amen? They have something to share. One of the ways we honor and we respect those who are elders, we take time to visit them. We take time to listen to them. We take time to be patient with them. You know, I, one of my regrets in life is this. I had the most wonderful grandmother. She would do anything for us. But I remember as I got older, I got busy, and I found, I, I found that sometimes I didn't, have time to go see and sit down and just sometimes listen and talk with my grandmother. And I, I regret to this day that I didn't take advantage of those times because she, I can remember from the time I was a little boy, my grandmother would cook for us. She would 
she would do, I mean, she literally did anything for us. I mean, she, gave, she laid down her life for us. And isn't it amazing how sometimes the very people who laid down our, their lives for us, that sometimes we don't honor and respect. We don't give them the value that they do. I'm, I'm, listen, this is not a, a shout you down message this morning. Because some of you right here, we got sometimes, we got parents who, who sacrifice to give us the best education. And sometimes they get so old, we don't have time to talk to them. We don't have time to go visit them. We don't have time to see them. Isn't it amazing how we can sometimes neglect the people who gave, who, who gave their lives for us? And here, the Bible tells us that we to show respect to them. We to be patient with them. We they have a lifetime of learning to impart unto us. And I believe that if we're going to be a church that God wants to bless, then we're going to have to once again honor what God honors. And we're going to have to show respect for the elder. Can I have an amen? Come on, let's thank God for that right now. Come on, listen to me. That, you know, that, that, this convicted because some of you realize right now, I need to go home and call them. I need to go home and thank somebody. I need to let somebody know, you know, you gave, you sacrificed, you gave your best. And I want you to know, I want to make sure I'm there for you when you get older. Can I have an amen? Secondly, the Word of God teaches that we must care for them. 1 Timothy 5, 3, we read it. Take care of any widow who has no one else to take care of. Verse 4 says, but if she has children and grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. Did y'all hear that? God says that, you know what, you got to repay them for what they've done. They've gave their life for you. Now it's your turn to give your life for them. I didn't hear too many amens. I hear about three amens out there. Come on. I have four children. You see, I, I, I don't have to worry about nothing because after they read this message, they know they, got, they owe me. <laughs> if they throw me in a nursing home, I'm going to pray right now, God, you judge them. Amen. <laughs> but the Bible says that, listen, that, you know what? We, we are to care for them and that we, you know, it goes on to say that we, we, to, we, to, we it shows godliness at home when we repay our parents by taking care of them. When was the last time you heard a message that says that if you really want to live godly, then take, t- take care of your parents. Take care, take, t- take care of them, especially as they go get older. See, one of the mistakes of the, of the Jews in Jesus' day was Jew- they were taking advantage of the widows and the elderly. And Jesus rebuked them harshly, say, because you devour widow households. You, you take advantage of people when they get older. I want you to know that God is a defender. And he said, if you take advantage of them, God says, don't worry, I'm going to deal with you. And so I believe that we have a responsibility to care for them. We got to, we, you know, they, they laid down their lives for us. And I want you to know, if we're going to fight for the family, then we have a responsibility to care for them. That's not only financially, but that's in, that's in so many areas. You know, uh, my mother was telling me the other day, saying, Neil, you know, I need another car. She got the money. She just needed me to buy it for her. Because you say, you know, your daddy took care of me. He made sure I had the best. And so, you know, I need another call. You know, and isn't it amazing? We, we, we can get so busy because uh, <laughs> that we don't, we don't take care of the things we say. So, Mom, I'm going to make sure you get you another call. Come on, let's thank God for that. I, I'm going to. 
I'm going to make it a priority. I'm going to find you one today. Amen. I'm a, we're going to find one for you. But hear me. God measures our godliness by how we care for those who've gotten to a place. You know, when I think of care, God measures, is one, one aspect of care is making sure that they'll be taken care of as they grow old, making sure that they have proper insurance, making sure that they, they've put a wheel together. Listen, I've, I've encouraged young people, nothing creates more confusion than when we have people die and they didn't take care of their business. Can I have an amen? And so listen to me. I want to say to every young person in you, there, there's, there's many of you that say, I'm helping, I'm, t- I'm helping take care of my parents. Help them get their things in order so there won't be a war or confusion when they go, when they go home to be with the Lord. Can I have an amen? I'm dealing with, listen, I deal with that all the time. Uh, I was talking with one of our, one of our, uh, el- one of our uh, seniors today, and she was saying how a recent relative died, and there's, there's fighting in the family because, you know, when you don't put things in order, when you don't take care of things, I want you to tell you, it creates confusion. You know, and, and so you can avoid that. And so listen, if you're taking care of an elderly parent, sit down with her and let her, tell her, tell her, find out, what do you want to, what, what, what's your wishes? What do you want to do with your stuff? Where you want your house to go, who you want to get this, get those things in order. Because I say, listen, do your giving while you're living. Because when, when, when you're going, listen, so that way when, when you're going, you'll know where it's going. Can I have an amen? And so get those things right. And so I want to appeal to you that have elderly parents. One of the ways you take care of them is make sure that I, I took my mother years ago and we sat down and uh, we, I made her made sure she got a wheel because this is a true story. When my father died, I'm telling you, everybody ain't saved. And we had some family members that, that rose up and wanted some stuff. And I and listen to me. And I realized that listen, I say, man, that devil is a liar. But you know what? One way to avoid that, I say, Mom, we're gonna avoid that right now. I'm, we gonna sit down and you we're gonna get you a wheel and you're gonna say where you want your stuff to go so nobody can argue. If they get mad, they get mad at you. You're in the grave. Amen. <laughs> but you can determine. I want to say that to every one of you. You need to listen. If you're you you we you all gonna eventually die. Can I have an amen? Everybody needs a wheel. Everybody needs to determine. Listen, you need to let your family know. Listen, listen, here's what I want uh, to be done with my stuff so that that way there won't be no confusion. They won't have to act up and I won't have to preach so hard at at a funeral. Can I have an amen? But again, God says real Christianity is measured by how we care, especially even for the widow and the fatherless. I, I, was, I was reminded of that um, because, you know, we, we, have, we have several widows and widowers in our church. And, uh, you know, I, I realize that people will sometimes take advantage. And if we don't step in and help out, uh, they can sometimes be taken advantage of. One of our one of our uh, elderly or widows was telling me, she said, you know, I, I've let a lot of things go because sometimes I just don't call people because what happens is I, I'm, I, don't, I get so tired of people taking advantage of me rather than getting it done, I just let it go. And because I don't know who all to call. 
There's so many people who misuse or are taking advantage. And so that brings me to the third point. If we are going to care for them, listen, we must defend them. Say defend them. Listen to what the Bible says, Isaiah 117. He says, learn to do right, seek justice, encourage the oppressed, and defend the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of a widow. I was the chairman of the long-term recovery. Many of you know after Hurricane Isaac, we had, we had uh, over 7,000-plus homes in our community that flooded. Many of those homes were, were our seniors, our elderly, our widows. And you know what was the number one problem? Our councilman can tell you the number one problem was contractor fraud. See, I can't understand how people will steal everything right from under an elderly person. I mean, you know, God's going to judge. But I mean, we have a right to defend them. Can I have an amen? And we need to do our part. And so, you know, one of the things we, we I'm grateful that I was part of the long-term recovery and we were able to help rebuild many of their homes. And we, we by the grace of God, we rebuilt 1,200 homes. Come on, let's thank God for that. Come on, how I many you know God is good? He's honored by it. But listen to me. I'm grateful, but the number one problem was with people who ripped them off. And, you know, I was, one of our members went through this. And what, what made me want to almost fight was the person who was ripping them off was a Christian. And, I mean, just ripped them off. And I'm just talking, there was a, a righteous anger rose up in me. And so I called that pastor. And I got their pastor involved. They was not, it was especially mad because, but I said, listen, you know, I, I, uh, th this person uh, handled, took advantage of this person and did it. And so the pastor got involved and thank God they got it right. But, but you know, the, the tragedy is there's people who will take advantage of people in their vulnerable period. You know, we got a choice, we got we to gotta defend the widow. Can I have an Amen. And, and one way we defended, this, ha this truly happened. There was a, uh, I, I'm, I don't like to call out businesses, but my wife, my mother went to get some new tires. Uh, and she said, Neil, this price don't sound right. It was charging her like, I think, 1600 for some four new tires and, and some front end work, whatever. And I said, well, put the man on the phone. That, that, that certainly ain't right. And he started, you know what they call that? He started back talking. Well, oh, oh, well, 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 well I, I, I thought she wanted this and I thought she wanted that. I said, well, listen, hold on. I'm going to be right down there in just a minute. You know, by the time I got there, the price had been changed from, from 1600 to 800 But the reality is, is that if people sometimes don't think they don't know, they will take advantage. And I want you to know, listen to me, I want to say to every man in here, especially, listen, we, we must defend the cause of the widow. We must defend, listen, sometimes they don't know who to go to a, a good contractor. How many you know, sometimes we got to tell them, listen, this, here's a person that's trustworthy. And you know, we got to give them, listen, if you know you're dealing, you got something done at your house, you, you call me, uh, uh, if you got to get a contractor, let me know. I'll make sure they stay honest. Can I have an amen? I told that to every, listen, I want to say that to every widow. I can't do it all by myself, but we can get some of the men involved. If you got some major work to get done, before you make, before you sign the contract, before you get the deal, at least let some of the men who know something, let us look at it, make sure they ain't getting over it. Can I have any men? Because that's our job, to make sure they don't rob from you, don't, don't steal from you. And if they're a church member, I'm going to embarrass them in front of the whole church. 
we're going we're going we I better help somebody out, right? Come on, let me leave that. But the Bible said, defend the cause of the weak and the father and maintain, listen, maintain the rights of the poor. Listen to me. We live in a world system. And in the world system, people take advantage of the vulnerable. People take advantage of the weak. People take advantage of the elderly. People take advantage of the widow. But how many know we have a different kingdom? Can I have an amen? And in our kingdom, we must defend them. We must fight for them. And we must help uh, defend their rights. Can I have an amen? And so I want to say to, I don't want to embarrass it, but we have lots of widows in our church. Would all the widows just stand up? Because I, I just, would all the, all the widows just stand up? I just want to acknowledge you. All the widows, would you just stand? Would you just stand? All the widows. Come on, let's just, just come on, let's just stand. Just stand. Now listen to me. I want to say to every one of you, as a widow and widower, we recognize that that you experienced a great loss. None of us could ever, ever understand your loss. But I want you to know that beginning day as a church, not only we're we committed to praying for you, but it, where we can help you because our, the Bible commands us to, where we can help you, we're committed to helping you. and We're committed to, to, to defending you. And we're committed to praying for you. And we want you to know that this is a safe place that we are going to defend the cause of the widow. And we're going we're gonna to trust that as we do our part, God's going to help us. Can I have an amen? Come on, let's thank God for those. Amen. And I want you to know that, listen to me, where, where, where we can help, we're going to do our part. And lastly, this is as I close. We must empower them. Psalm 71. Psalm 71. Oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood. And I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I'm old and gray, do not abandon me, oh God. But let me proclaim your power to this new generation and your mighty miracles to all who will come after me. You know, God, as long as you got breath, you got purpose. Can I have an amen? And America's mentality of retire is not the Bible's mentality of retire. I was reading, I was reading a pastor said it this way. Retire just means this, that you know what? He, he, think of it, retire. Your old tires wear out, it's time to get some new ones so that you can run some old. Can I have an amen? But here, here the reality is this. America, and I want to say this because, of, you know, we got a mentality where I work my whole life and, you know, I'm going to just want to take it easy. That's not God. I don't want to have nothing to do with the church. No, listen to me. The reality is this. I want to say something clearly. You have purpose, and it would be a tragedy for you to die with anointing and gifts and talent still on the inside of you. And as long as you got breath, you ought to find avenues to serve and to make a difference. You know, one of the things that blessed me yesterday, we were giving out food to the hungry. Miss Lucille is one of our, uh, she, she'll be 85 this year. We have, we have, se we have several widows and, and elderly here and in the 80s. She'll be 85. You know what? She was out there yesterday giving food to the hungry. She said, oh, I'm not staying at home. I want to be busy. I want to be, come on, let's thank God for Miss Lucille. Come on, I'm Patty. Come on, let's thank. See, she recognized as long as she got life, 
She has purpose. And I want to tell you that we need to make sure that we empower them to serve. And so I want to say to every, you know, I'm telling you this, to, to everybody who's over any ministry, listen to me. I want to say to you clearly that here again, where we have maybe sometimes said, well, you know what, it, you know, honor is an attitude. And what we have sometimes may have in our attitudes not honored those who are older and those who are our seniors. I want to let you know today as a church and as a pastor, we are going to empower and honor our seniors. So as long as they want to serve, they can serve in the house of the Lord. Can I have any? Oh, come on. Come on. Let's thank God. Yeah, we, we need them. The church is not just made of young people. It's made of the whole body of Christ. I didn't realize that over almost 70 uh, members of our church are uh, of retirement age or older. I didn't even realize that we had that many seniors and matured people in our midst. But you know what? They're some of our greatest workers. They're some of our greatest helpers. And, uh, and I know that God wants us to empower them. Listen to what it says, this last verse, is gonna, it says, Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Psalms 92, verse 14. You know, God wants them to bear fruit even in their old age. And I, I want to just again say to you this morning, if we're going to fight for the family, we must honor what God honors. We must defend the cause of the widow and the father. We must honor those who are, who are matured saints or our senior saints among us. And we must allow them to live out their full days. We must, we must fight for them. We must defend them. We must, we must encourage them, not, not, not uh, relegate them to the back but make sure that they have, they have a, a seat to the front. Can I have an amen? We must let them know that, listen, God has more for you. And, and as long as they're alive, we need to want what they have. I believe that just like Elijah, uh, uh, who was about to be caught up in the wind, caught up before the Lord, he was coming to the end of his life. He had a servant named Elisha, and he said, I will, I'm not letting you go till I get a double portion. How many of you want a double portion this morning? See, listen to me. I believe that too long in the church, we've allowed the, the Elishas to go on without passing on the double anointing. But I believe that this morning, God has a double anointing. How many of you want the double anointing of what God has? And I believe that if we will say, Lord, you know, you got in order to, listen to me, in order to receive it, you got to honor it. If you don't think they got nothing to offer, you can't receive nothing. See, some of you, the older person can't tell me nothing. Well, they can't, you can't receive nothing from them. But when you begin to honor and say, listen, I believe they got something that I need. I believe that, listen, I, I believe that they got an anointing on their lives. I believe that there's wisdom. I believe there's experiences that they learn that I need an impartation. And I realize that I believe if we stay open to that, God will bless us and he will cause a double portion. Can I have an amen? And so as I conclude this morning, I want to invite uh, some of our matured saints who are in the Lord, who I, I want to encourage you this morning. I want you to come up here, and I want, to, I want you to pray over us as a congregation, and I want you to pray. I, I'm grateful. We have some people who, who've served here so faithfully, pray here every day, 
and uh, I want them to come right now. I want, I want, I want our seniors who serve here at New Wine. I'm, I'm, you're in the Lord, and you serve. You got something to give. I want you to come up, up here right now. Just come up here. I want some of our seniors. Just come on up here. Come on. If you need somebody to help you walk, just come on. Just help them walk. Come on. Just come on. Just come on up here. I need some of our seniors to come on up here. Come up here. Help, help, Miss, help Miss Helen. She's one of our older. Amen. Help Miss Lucille. Amen. How many of you believe that they have something to give? Amen. How, how many of you want that anointing? Amen. And so, would somebody get me a mic? Because I'm going to ask them. I'm going to ask them to, to pray over us. And I'm going to ask them to, to believe God for an impartation this morning. I believe that there's something. Come on up here, here Miss Mayor Moore. Amen. Amen. If they're old enough, if you're, you know, some of you who've served here, and you, you have something to give, just come on up. Amen. Miss Louise. Miss Louise. She know what I'm talking about. Miss Louise. Miss Louise Paul. Turn on this mic for me. If you want a double portion this morning, just stand to your feet. Pastor Webster, you, 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 you come in. I want you up here. You pray for you. One of these senior ministers. Amen. I want you to help us pray. Amen. This is what I'm going to ask them to do for us. I know that 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 there's so many of us. Miss Helena, God bless you. Amen. 85 years old. Come on, let's thank God for that. Amen. 85. Miss Sonia Rubin. Amen. Miss Rose Simon. These are senior. Senior people who are godly people. And this is what I, I want them to do. I'm going to ask them. And if you, we're going to respect them. I, I believe that they have something to offer. What I'm going to ask them to do, I'm going to ask them to pray for us this morning. I'm going to ask them to speak a word over. And, uh, and uh, they're going to pray over. And I want you, as you sit out there, I want you to say, God, today I receive. There, there's some Elijahs up here. There's some, there's some people that's going to give a double portion. And so I'm going to ask them. And I, I'm not be, be be mindful of one another. We ha, we have we have many of you up here, and so I'm gonna actually be mindful. Say so you 